0: Welcome to When We Were Young, the podcast that's taking a look back at the pop culture we remember from our childhood and teen years. Uh, This could include movies, music, books, games, toys, anything really that we want to take a second look at and see how it holds up from a 2016 perspective. I'm Chris, your host most likely to make a terrible pun. This is Becky.
1: Hi, I'm the host to most likely roll her eyes at all the puns that happen in this podcast. Which
0: you can't see because it's a podcast, but just know that... Her eyes are Ugh. just, like, rolling, all, right, just all rolling around.
2: And I'm Seth, and I'm most likely to make cookies as soon as these people leave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why are we going to leave when you make cookies?
0: Yeah, the proper thing to do would have been to make the cookies when we arrive. Well, this is what happens when you don't set up expectations for
2: people, is that they don't know that the cookies are going to happen. But now I've kind of divulged it, so... <laughs>
1: now we know you're a dick. Well, yeah. you're one yeah. tough cookie. <laughs> oh, God. Goodbye, I'm weaving already.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's wrong with your eyes? Ugh. They've gone completely white.
2: They've rolled out of her head. Can Chris, can you reach her eyes? They're down on the floor. <laughs> I cannot. They rolled away. We're some like thirty somethings in the general west coast
0: area. Yeah, of... they're thirty something and I'm like twenty five. Not really. <laughs> oh, man, that's another killer no one, It's a podcast, Chris.
1: No one can see your boyish Don't I sound so looks. young,
0: though? I just sound really, really young, you guys.
1: So we've known each other for many years. Only a few
0: years, because I'm very young.
1: (laughs) Many years, and we watch movies together, and we just thought it would be really interesting to take pop culture from about, you know, like around 15 years ago, and stuff that we grew up on, stuff that society, you know, really loved at the time, and we're going to take a look at it again and see if it's actually still good, and if it was worthy of our love the first time around. Does it hold up? We'll find out. Is it still good? Is it any good? We're just running through all the podcast names that we... <laughs> yeah,
0: we had These a big debate <laughs> on the titles of the podcasts that we were going to use. So they've basically all been thrown in here by now. Yeah.
2: This is this is a studio apartment studio full of overthinkers. So we went through a rigorous process of elimination with at least 40 to 50 potential titles mm. overall. Um, we're, we're, down down. we're down to two. We're down to two. But by the time
0: you're listening to this, you actually know what the title is. So you are a smarter future person. Like, We're jealous of you, future people.
2: <laughs> you live in a time where everything has been revealed to you and just handed to you. I'm so and jealous.
1: Donald
0: Trump is the president.
1: Ugh. Okay. All nope. right. Let's Too get to the, in movie. the future. Let's, get, let's future. go back in the past before this election happened. And Chris, what is our first uh, dive into the past?
0: Our first episode, we are going into the suck zone and watching (laughs) Twister (laughs) or maybe the doesn't suck zone. Who knows? We'll we'll be hashing that out as we go forward. But uh, Twister came out in 1996, May 10th to be exact. Back in 1996, Bill Clinton was president. Tupac Shakur and John Benet Ramsey were killed, and we oh, were doing... at the same time. No, downer. I'm... Well, maybe. I mean, some of those are unsolved mysteries. So maybe in did a future anyone episode, ever, did anyone
2: ever prove that it wasn't the same killer of both of them? I'm just asking questions, you guys. You guys, this podcast is about. It was John questions. Benet who
0: did Tupac, and then that's why you know. Wow. Her we can address that this on a later. This was really episode. setting
1: the scene of 1996.
0: Guys. <laughs> and we were playing with Tickle Me Elmo and doing the Macarena. <laughs> were
1: we? I was 13 years old. <laughs> oh, we were. You, no, I was you doing you all of definitely... those things
0: at the same time. <laughs> Becky pretends she's too good for the Macarena. She was not. She was. I.
1: When did Mambo number five come out? Because I was all about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a lot later. Oh,
2: oh, oh. oh, man. So much later. I feel like I got my Mambo number five energy out with my Macarena phase. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you were above the influence of Macarena because it was unfortunately contagious.
0: I was doing the electric slide in the womb, so
2: um so ninety-six you say. Ninety-six. I yes. I would have been
0: in sixth grade. So guys, why did we pick Twister as our first topic?
1: First of all, it's streaming on Amazon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Always important. So it's
1: available. So that's where you can look at it. Um I don't know how we picked it. I feel like we were just talking about this podcast and we we're we were all just like oh, I remember Twister, we had, like, good memories of it, but n- none of us had seen it in a while. So we're like, let's take a look at that. I really, before getting into this, I didn't know how it was going to hold up. I had, I, I no could have either, either way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty sure I was going to still love it. But, yeah, this is our first episode, so it's kind of a pilot episode. We're testing things out. And so we didn't want to pick something that was, like, a genuine masterpiece. We wanted something that, you know, we could... If the podcast sucks, then you know, so does a Twister.
1: <laughs> there it is.
0: <laughs> there it is. We found I, it. I warned you, like a tornado warning. I warned you.
1: So Chris has some Twister facts, right?
0: Um, or, or Twister trivia. Well, yes. So do you guys know how much money Twister made, or can you can you guess the ballpark?
1: I feel like okay, it was ninety six. A hundo. A hundred million. It. Wh- that's how much you think the no, box office? No, I bet
0: office? two. I bet two hundo. And that's domestic or worldwide? Domestic. Okay, Becky.
1: Um, I know it was a blockbuster. The I'm block gonna say busted. I'm gonna say worldwide two hundred and fifty.
0: Very good. It was two hundred and forty-one. Oh yeah. Oh, that's domestic. That's domestic. Oh. Worldwide was almost five hundred million. Holy shit! So it was so, a big movie. It was the second biggest movie of nineteen ninety-six. So I just want to make sure I, I'm the one who was right here. Wait, right?
1: behind? No. Yeah. Independence yeah. Day.
0: Yes. <gasps> Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, wow. So um, other blockbusters from 1996 were The Rock, Mission Impossible, Nutty Professor, Eraser, and Phenomenon. Twister is kind of a unique one uh, from that era because, like, it stars Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton. Like, it's not a... Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Sean Connery, Tom Cruise, like, Eddie Murphy.
1: Now, when did As Good As It Gets come out?
0: That was 97.
1: 97. Alright, okay. so this is the beginning of Helen Hunt taking over the yeah, world. Yeah, this is
0: like, there was like... This is the rise of Hunt. Yeah. This is when we were mad about Helen Hunt. Just starting to be mad about her. We were just sort of mildly infatuated and getting toward mad about her. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say a mild mania before yeah. our descent into madness. <laughs> <But> <laughs> and then the uh, induced coma.
2: No, but like, so, this is like Literally, and it's not even to say my opinion about the movie, I had forgotten what a crazy menagerie of a cast this film has. Tell us who's
1: in the cast. So. Okay,
2: so just the people who were standouts that I did not remember. I remembered Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. Well, who doesn't? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh-huh. I had entirely forgotten from this oh. film. Yeah, we'll, we we got
1: to talk about him when we get into it, but yeah, we've got to talk about him.
2: But it was I totally forgot he was in this. Um, so also, there's this guy who looks like a skinny Paul Giamatti, um, who's a character actor in a million '90s movies. Um, so too,
0: <laughs> I do not know which one this. So is. So too,
2: <laughs> no, there's another character who I call emaciated Jim Brewer. Uh, this other character actor from every oh, 90s that's movie is the- Sean Whalen
1: anyone's name <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
0: I'm not. They don't need names.
1: There was Cameron from Ferris Cameron's, Bueller. that
0: was my next one. Was Cameron that? from
2: Ferris Bueller's Day off? Just oh, one Alan, of the guys? That's Alan
0: Ruck, right? Yes. That's Alan Ruck. Yes. Alan Ruck was also in Yon Speed. Oh, so he was, was he? Yes, he was. So, He'll always Yeah, this is like a big who's who of 90s character actors, which is It's amazing. Great.
2: No, it's amazing. It was like every other person who popped up. I was like, oh, yeah, it's him. Yeah, they're all like somebody. They're here. The aunt is like, she was
1: in Minority Report. The ant, oh. yeah, and in True Blood. Yeah.
0: Think oh, she's, she's awesome. Yeah. I mean, she's awesome. Awesome. I have an ode to Aunt Meg later. Like, <laughs> it's is that not, a song? It is not I a have, song. I have a I lot mean, of guitars it, it could and keyboards. So if,
2: if we want to make that ode real.
0: So what about the critical response? Do you guys think that Twister was a well-reviewed film or a non-
1: I'll tell you from my memory that I remember everyone loved it. Like, I... I'll just say my own opinion now. It's like, I have memories. I saw this at least twice in theaters, and I remember loving it. I remember, like, there was no opinion that it was, nobody thought it was bad. And so I think, I think the critics agreed with the
2: public. In the critical world of the Pearson household, the reviews were in, and they were stellar.
0: So critically, I have a couple of quotes here. One that represents one of the top responses and one that's a lower response. So I'll have you guys read those for us. Okay. So the Washington Post said... The
1: Washington Post... Rita Kempley...
0: Rita. At the the Washington
1: Post says, Twister not only blows, it sucks too. Man, way harsh, Rita. And then (laughs) the bottom quote...
2: So Elvis Mitchell of the New York Times said, Hurtling pace by the numbers character development, an exotic science. Tornado chasing suddenly takes on a sex appeal not usually associated with horrendous storms.
0: Yeah.
1: So that sounds positive.
0: Yeah, so Twister had a uh, 68 I believe on Metacritic. So Out of but, 100. Yes. I don't know what Yeah. <laughs> I don't it yeah, yeah. out. Right yeah. It's out of 100. Out of 69. No, it's out of 126. <laughs> like, no, it's out of 100. So 68 is uh positive reviews overall. So, yeah, it was generally a pretty well-respected blockbuster, you know, they had some issues with the characters and story but said, you know, that the fun of the movie made up for it. And that compares to a Fifty nine for Independence Day, so Twister was a better reviewed film than But that it doesn't
1: one. sound like it was, you know, a hundred across the
0: mm-hmm, critics. It was mm-hmm. it did not win um, all <laughs> of the Oscars and Independent Spirit Awards. Okay. And, it didn't no. suck in all the same direction. No
1: ninety six, really, you it know. It did not
0: level Hollywood with its destructive path.
1: For uh, just to you know, keep us in the frame of uh, mind for 1996, the English Patient won Best Picture did. that year. It did,
0: yes. Slightly different movie than Twister, <laughs> yeah. although both love stories in sweeping landscapes. I don't know, <laughs> sweeping. Mm-hmm. There's those puns. So we kind of went into some of your guys's uh, personal history with Twister or your twistery. Shall we say? Oh God! Good night. <laughs> Good go. night. That's it. There we go. It was worth it. It <laughs> was I knew such I would a long get some walk, groans but... For that one. Um, so my own personal Twistery is, um, yeah, I remember loving the movie after seeing it in theaters. I was so excited that I actually recently was looking through an old journal that I had, and I had like a countdown to when Twister was going to be released on VHS. I was so excited that I was like nine days till Twister, and had like little drawings of tornadoes next to it. Uh, which was, oh, you're so
1: sad. I know.
0: I was a nerd, but <laughs> I was a nerd who really liked Twister, so I had that going for me. And uh, to make matters like worse, it was like that was before they released movies for sale, so you could only rent them. So I would like buy the previously viewed movie, but it it would be something like thirty days into the release of the movie, and I would still be counting down, like when does it go from rental to the, when the movie store is going to give it to me, so can I steal it from Blockbuster? Will it fit in these jeans? Uh, well, you could, but then they charge you like 80 dollars or something because that's how much movies cost back then, yeah. Oh.
1: I definitely had it on VHS.
0: Oh, yeah, I had it on that VHS, and then at some point, I upgraded to the uh widescreen VHS. Oh, that's how much, I remember I when the, the full film snob, scope. film yeah. snob, yeah. I Even totally way did that back too. then, would, like, upgrade. All right, so should we talk about the movie now, you guys? Yes. Yeah. strap yourselves down to a pipe or whatever, because we're going to get right into it. <laughs>
2: All
1: right, guys, so I honestly was like, I don't think this is going to hold up. I just like thought it would be bland or, you know. I loved it. I loved it
2: still.
0: I loved it so much. Good, okay. I thought it might I, just be me. No, no I loved guys. it. I knew I was going to lo- I was hands down like, I still love this movie. Oh, I, I was to so...
2: enjoy it again, but I... Was completely grabbed like from the very, like from the flashback in the beginning. The prologue was so good. The prologue is so good, and every character is so clearly and effectively and kind of not predictably established. Everything about like every character is not a typical big movie character thing. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. I thought the effects in the beginning, too, or really pretty much the effects throughout it, I thought they were really, they didn't. They didn't hold up so well, but it wasn't like insulting how bad the CGI at was. All. Not like at it was all. actually like, and there
0: was still so much practical effects. Yeah, that, that was still really hold up. So yeah, like, the practical even,
1: effects hold up, and the CGI is not great, but it's not offensive because they're not like monsters
2: or. It's honestly anything. as good
0: as a lot of CGI in movies now. So it's like I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised to see that same CGI today.
2: It's still so great. I was I was really surprised like how. Great a time I had just watching it, even alone, like much Mm -hmm. less in a theater full of people. It's one of those things that reminds you when you watch a great big movie of that type, like how few of those types of movies are that good now.
1: We need like, to get Michael than, like, Crichton to write the screenplay to every big movie. Incorrect.
0: Incorrect. Also incorrect. I, <laughs> have, incorrect. I also incorrect. evidence <laughs> of that that I will share in a little bit. But um, just in case there are people listening who have not seen Twister or maybe more like you have What's not seen Twister you? in a long time. Press pause. I get think we right should Amazon.com the movie. Get
1: to streaming.
0: Yes. Well, okay. Okay. So, for those of you who are not actually going to stop this right now because we want you to finish Don't leave. listening. Don't We need you. Please please stay. The movie begins with a little girl who will grow up to be a, a fine... Uh, National very, treasure.
1: Very Jennifer Lawrence looking Helen Hunt.
0: <laughs> that is the girl from Spy Kids, by the way. Alexa Vega plays oh. that girl. But yes.
1: Well, I was talking about Helen Hunt looking exactly like Jennifer Lawrence does today. Oh. No, we'll mm, return to Helen Hunt.
0: We'll return to Helen okay. Hunt. Okay, Well, young
1: yes. young Helen Hunt, she's got a dog named Toby. That was a Toto dog.
0: Toby. A little on
1: the nose, Daddy, but Toby I'll forgive it.
0: Outside. I have a lot of quotes that I can do
1: because <laughs> I still remember them all. Okay, there's a giant twister and F5. Which is basically F5, the y'all. biggest villain. It's that's, like the that's five level. fucks.
2: That's how the scale goes. Right. It's a scale of fucks.
1: They don't say fucks in the movie.
2: No, it's implied. <laughs> that's why they say F, because it's,
0: yeah, yeah. They, it's a, so a her, PG 13, right? Her father
1: is, yes. Yeah. This podcast is not,
0: though. This, no, <laughs> no. Nope. Apparently. This is an F5. This is an, an F5 podcast.
1: This is an F5 podcast. Yeah, um, her father gets blown away by a twister.
0: Guys, we
2: have to specify. He was not impressed with the twister. You say he's blown away. I just need to specify for the listeners. <laughs> oh God! He was. The I think he was pretty two pun People. <laughs> I think he was impressed. This is a pun sandwich, and Becky, you're caught in between. <laughs> oh my God! You're kind of like Helen Hunt here. <laughs> Where were we? We <laughs> <laughs> were in the prologue. All, All right, right, her so, father. So father blown, blown away. Daddy gets taken and away, and
1: she because she like goes to a life of uh, tornado chasing. Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt, right. they were married. They're still technically married, but he wants to get married to a brunette. Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. Melissa. Um, Melissa from what? Oh, her name's no, Melissa. No, her name is okay. Melissa in the movie. Um, I for- she's the brunette. Well, he
0: also forgets her name. He's like, Melinda. Like, someone someone calls her Melinda. Ah,
1: uh, okay. Her- so she wants to marry the brunette, but Helen Hunt ain't having it. She saw his feelings for him, and she keeps putting it off, putting off si- signing the divorce papers. And so he ha- he is now a weatherman, but he goes back to Helen Hunt and their whole team uh, to get the divorce paper signed. But before he can do it, giant tornado comes out and then the storm chasing begins and I don't know how much you want me to yeah, bri-
2: make this brief. <laughs> and then and then the movie becomes about Helen Hunt and Paxton's re-romance, the rekindling of it, told through the metaphor of very, very sexual tornadoes. Um, and it also becomes a kind of subplot about Helen Hunt trying to innovate a technology that can kind of pattern and model the inside of tornadoes to see how they actually work. Because her one of her... Uh, mysteries in life is trying to understand how they actually work mm-hmm. because that's what took her daddy and she wants to get her unholy revenge
0: on that force of nature. Yeah, it is a little weird that like, okay, her dad gets sucked up by a tornado and then she goes after a tornado chaser who looks a little like her dad. Like, they have a similar thing going on. In the... Bill so Paxton?
1: Was, yeah. Literally... I guess I didn't get a good look of her dad because he was flying away.
0: <laughs> this was the one thing about this movie that was jarring to
2: me and I'm glad that Christmas Mentioned it because otherwise I would not have meant I would not have brought it this up myself. But there was something distinctly—I don't know if that's Oedipal—but something distinctly dad-like about Bill Paxton and also about their the spark of their relationship with each other. Mm. Um, I
1: did not pick up on this.
2: I in it passed like by the third act of the movie, like once they spent more time with each other.
0: I, that thought kind of exited my head, but there was something that was a little bit off about that. Did you also notice how, like, every dad in the movie, like, wears the same exact, like, hat and checkered shirt and jeans? The checkered
2: shirt! Yeah, like, okay, that. like, totally that's like the, the shirt, Oklahoma, Oklahoma dad another...
0: costume, like, they <laughs> handed out, like, I guess at birth or something. It's... Well, they went to the Oklahoma dad outlet for yeah. the costumes on this movie. Just like contact. They they hit that one on the head pretty clearly. It's like, it's a dad, just like her dad. Remember her dad, like he went to the This is your new sky. daddy.
2: He won't fly away from you. So
1: that's the basic plot. It's a it's about, you know, technology, you know, figuring out tornadoes, and then also their romance is really... And, and, and the sexuality
0: can, like, of tornadoes Yeah, themselves. the script is actually modeled on His Girl Friday as, like, what? a kind of a screwball comedy. And it is... It is, and is
1: funny, guys. It is funny. We all know the cow moment, and I have to say, it totally holds up. That I laughed out loud no, at the I, cow flying I, by. I, I totally laughed.
0: And her, laughed. her
2: delivery... The delivery cow. is perfect. The line is yeah. perfect. Um, again, that is one place where the effects kind of didn't hold up for me. But again, but the f- humor f- of it mm-hmm. totally sold that moment. But the
0: cow held like- up in the sky.
1: <laughs> Dead silence.
0: <laughs> it's the cone guys, of silence. Please you- stay
1: till episode two when there are less puns.
2: <laughs> More puns. You guys, were literally going to torture the puns out of him. Um, I will become the new pun master. <laughs> This yeah. is our so, yeah, vendetta.
1: <laughs> I have to say, when they drove through the house, like that was so much fun. Again, and I bet that was a really hard shot to do because they had to build all that crap because they weren't going to CGI it back then. And they actually went through this house set; it was
2: awesome. It's crazy because I feel like that's totally become a trope that's in almost expected in really any like big budget action movie now. Um, but I felt like where that you go was, through a house, yeah, yeah, like someone's if, if there's like like a car chase scene. It's, mm-hmm. It'll probably be in the Middle East, but they're going to drive through at least one house or, like, a villa or something like that.
0: But they I did like... that in Speed 2, which was also the same director. Oh, they Yon did the boat through that house.
2: Ah, wow. the boat yeah. through house. Yeah. It's it's one the, of the most it was exotic. a whole
0: ocean, like, cruise ship. And it wow. went through a, like, apartment complex or something. But this, so this was kind of his warm up. He was like, I wonder what other big vehicles I could put through other giant buildings. Hmm.
2: That's Again, no, there's no penetration metaphor in that at all, but we can just let that really lie beyond the I Devant. thought the
1: sound design was really great and yeah. the one thing that I don't think holds up about it is just watching it at home so much so that I think the movie-going experience would have been a thousand times better oh, because absolutely. I feel like the sound design is actually really good and I like their choice to not have music playing during like like a lot of tension scenes of the tornado where you just hear like the hail and you hear the rain and the wind and, and it was really effective that it made me want to watch this movie in a movie theater again.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the sound of the tornadoes is actually uh, a slowed down camel moaning as well as other (laughs)
2: animals. So I was going to ask about that because I heard a distinct like animalistic aspect to it. It's very prominent. Um, I wondered if it was like like part gorilla, like a monkey or something. Like it was camel.
0: Yeah, yeah camel, camel. I think I, I saw that there was like a lion, a tiger, and not a bear. a bear. No, no, my. so I love the 90s trope that was in the very first scene which was like Toby's still outside and like we have to save Toby but then the dad dies but you know that's you know what
1: though no one gave a shit about that dog except that little girl
0: (laughs) she's lying in
1: the bed I have a dog and if somebody's (laughs) like if my husband comes in he's like there's a tornado I'm not running out the door forgetting about my dog (laughs) like those two those the parents you know Rest in peace, dad. But like, none of them cared about that dog. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. That dog's whole life, they were like, this is your dog, this is your responsibility.
0: (laughs) If it gets taken by the wind, it gets taken.
1: Yeah. I thought that was a little weird that <laughs> they don't really care weird. about the family. Dog. No, they let
0: that dog go quick. <laughs> well, they had that in Independence Day too, the same from the same summer as that big scene where like the dog is like jumping oh, yeah. through like a fireball. Oh, At least that, this you know, movie didn't have yeah. that.
2: I totally forgot that. Yeah,
0: it's pretty bad. Oh, in I that blocked movie. most of that movie from my memory. Another nice 90s trope is like the giant cell phone that, like, and if, everyone yes. who talks in the cell phone is like always so busy. <laughs> Handfuls of cell phones. I wanted that scene where they're like looking into the twister and being like, what is that just be like the giant cell phone coming at them and like <laughs> knocking over their truck like.
2: also it was the experience of they, they made like a long bit of actor business out of rifling through a bag to get to the giant cell phone oh, which is yes, never a yes. thing anymore it's like their cell phone's in their hand now
0: it, yeah it's basically pasted to their it, face. it's pasted to their
1: hands I thought it was funny how Bill Paxton's character in Nightcrawler was basically the villain in this movie yes I thought, that's so great <laughs> another team that is doing the same thing and he's like why don't you join us in and all, black, black, rebels, bands, and all black so we bands. know that they're
0: evil yeah, they're all,
1: yeah. <laughs> i thought that was funny um i thought okay let's just get to it philip seymour hoffman mvp of the movie
0: oh he was my oh, least favorite
2: he was oh my, my god, least annoying. favorite this is oh my god, is his worst oh my god guys oh my
1: oh my god controversy Chris. he was my favorite part of this movie how Chris? is this even a thing that we're debating
2: Chris, I lived with you, but we are now bonded again once more on this. I this is the one Philip Seymour Hoffman performance I have ever completely disliked. In on every level, I thought the writing was trite. I thought his performance was like scenery chewing over the top like I thought so he was disappointing. so
1: good and funny, and I laughed every time. Mm. he was. I took I think he took a dumb character and brought him to life and made him a dumb person. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: like, but, in but in totally an believe- way, oh. in a so way I, that I just wanted him to leave oh my God. the yeah. premises. I wanted I him it. to be taken. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I loved him. I wanted an
0: F5. <laughs>
1: you guys don't ever say the word food like food.
2: Food, food, fed, food, fed, fed. <laughs> I felt like this was a dry run for his performance in Boogie
0: Nights.
1: And it was. It came out the next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that was a great performance. Oh, I love... Speaking oh. of Boogie Nights, uh, an interesting bit of trivia about film Seymour Hoffman. Apparently his genitals were visible in the original cut of the what? movie and had to be digitally taken out for DVD, so they're still... <laughs> all- <laughs> I guess on the VHS, like he like lifts his leg in a weird way. and somehow, Digital video dick? I guess so, um, yeah. If anyone still yeah. has the VHS, you can catch I, a little... My mom
1: does. I'll go get it P-S- next H- time H- I'm home.
0: P. Ball sack. <laughs> PSHP. Pick, pick your letter. <laughs> no, pshg. euphemism that will work for it. Oh, I thought it was balls. Is it dick? It was genitals. I'm not sure exactly what that It could have been either or. just said Genitals. I couldn't find any uh, actual pictures to back it. Up.
1: One thing I want to bring up that I thought was really funny was, say, so. There's another woman on the team, but she are we not supposed to pay attention to her because she's dressed like a guy or like an asexual being <laughs> who like really has nothing to say and is just not attractive at all? Do they like need all the attractive okay, focus to so be I on feel, the other
2: two women? I feel like she was the seedling ancestor of. Who would be the Aubrey Plaza type character in a movie like that now? But that's less more like f- funny, like, but, she less but not funny. Like, said anything. No, but that's that's what I'm saying. It's like she was like wallpaper.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I... it was
2: very obvious that she was like.
1: I liked that they presenting
2: didn't... as masculine.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I liked that they didn't have like some like busty, you know, you know, totally. scientist with like giant eyelashes and all that. But Christmas at the same gems. time, it's like God give her like. I don't know. Take that fucking hat off
0: her. Right. right. (laughs) Well, that's interesting because, like, not only that, but, like, Helen Hunt is dressed, like, pretty dowdy in this movie. Like, they don't try and sex her up. They don't try and make her, like, like, it's easy to see a, like, sexy version of her where she's just, like, you know, like, wearing heels Mm -hmm. and she's, like, really hot. But they did a good job of making her seem like a down-to-earth, like, scientist person. Like, and she.
1: Yeah, she's, like, like a sexier Ripley. Yeah, but like well,
0: just, Ripley was pretty sexy. She's well, like a dowdy, With, like, Ripley. the long
1: hair. She's like a but, John Deere Ripley. But they don't have her put on, like, mascara and lipstick and, Yeah, like, and
0: they don't, like, have... Like, I feel like a lot I of appreciate. movies would have, like, a lot of, like, sex jokes about her. Like, oh, like, it's so hot that, like, a woman is, like, mm-hmm. taking charge. And they don't... They just don't really deal with her gender that much, which I like
1: Which I Yeah, I thought that was really great that she was, you know, respected and the leader of this team that that is mostly men... And she's smart, and it's about, like, the... She can't get over her husband, but that wasn't, like, a flaw. I I don't know. It wasn't, like, insulting. Mm-hmm. Um, you still really liked her and respected her.
2: Also, she is, like, a female action heroine, basically. Yeah. Um, which is uh, still not a common thing, but especially it wasn't super common then, other mm-hmm. than, like, Ripley. Yeah. You know? Um but I also love like how completely boss she is at every level. Um, there is a moment that I don't know if y'all remember, but they, near the end of it, uh, Helen Hunt's fucking truck lands on Melissa. Well, I like think near her, near her. What I'm saying is Helen Hunt uses a tornado to launch a truck. <laughs> At her romantic rival.
0: <laughs> and successfully does it. All right. I mean, I think we can debate if Helen Hunt is actually controlling all these tornadoes. and like oh, to no, the specifically There's no doubt. To get her ex-husband back. That's a possible reading of the film, I She think. harnesses
2: the elements. She is Helen Hunt.
0: <laughs> um, but I, I actually did like that there wasn't a whole lot of catfighting also between the women. Yes, I totally. So I have with me the original script, which was written by... Michael Crichton and Anne Marie Martin, his wife, who is not the same Anna Martin who wrote I was the about to ask. Babysitter's Club. I, was I checked. About to ask. <laughs> I did check because I was like, that would be awesome. That would be
1: an amazing power couple. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, pretty sure I like Jurassic Park beats Babysitter. Stuff, uh,
1: but that's... You're not a girl. <laughs>
0: well, that's true. Speak
1: up. Um, so
0: as we were talking about Michael Crichton earlier. Um, the original script is really bad. Oh <laughs> like, no. It's published, but it's really bad, so and I've it's heard, completely different I've than the a bad movie screenwriter. Like almost none of the dialogue wow. is the same. So
1: that's what Michael Crichton and Anne Martin Martin yeah. wrote. Yeah, and so the who was the person added? That would be
0: Joss Whedon. What? Yeah. Wait,
2: twist. Wait, is Talk he in the about credits? a twister. Yeah. Is he in the credits? He's not in the credits. It's yeah. just Michael
0: Crichton and his wife. But yeah, he was brought in to <gasps> do he, rewrites I, on the Because I knew he was a script doctor for a long, long time. I did not know he wow. worked on this So movie. I think he did so much of the dialogue that we like. Oh the cow. To Joss I mean, Whedon. I can't see him wow. not writing that line about the cow. Like, now the that you say not, it,
1: that's a very Joss yeah. Whedon-y.
0: Yeah, movie. and it suddenly made sense, because I didn't know this until we were researching this podcast. And I was like, oh my God, no wonder I loved this movie. Like, I loved all of these things that he did these rewrites on. I think he also maybe worked on Speed as well, um, another Yandabant film. But yeah, he was brought in. And then Steve Zalian also was brought in. But oh, apparently, wow. not okay. a single word that he wrote was actually oh. used in the film because Yandabant was like totally happy with the script. So he was basically just ignoring all these pages. And then uh, another writer, Jeff Nathanson, who did a lot of Spielberg movies, was brought Catch in. Catch
1: Me If You Can, yeah. I believe.
0: He, specifically to write the lines like, hey, watch out. Oh, no. Turn left. <laughs> you got to like, start somewhere. Because there was like so many driving scenes that they needed dialogue for those scenes. And so that's what he was writing. A big, important job wow. there. <laughs> but I mean, there was a lot of great so like. I bet he, he was, was up for like, like, oh, no! days.
1: I bet he was up for days being like, should it be watch out over there or look out? <laughs> Which one? <laughs>
0: Watch out or watch out.
1: (laughs) With italics.
0: What does this say about Helen Hunt? (laughs) So, did you guys notice how anti-cow this movie was? (laughs) I I remember the flying cow. Oh,
1: when they, like, have steaks. Yeah,
0: and Meg makes all these jokes about, like, killing her own cow. There's, like, a Mm -hmm. long sequence that's all about, like, we're eating all this beef and she kills her I think originally
2: there was an eight-minute sequence where they slaughter and slowly butcher, to factory standards, an entire cow. Not and they just cut it out because
0: they realized it was completely irrelevant to yeah, the movie. Not, not true. No, <laughs> no, not, not a piece of trivia that I found. No, right. okay. Um, yeah, I love that dinner scene. I love the way that they just like let it run out, and it's actually like a character development scene. I feel like you don't see those scenes in blockbusters mm-hmm. anymore, like that are genuinely about character. Like, not at all.
2: Again, there mm-hmm. there are there's not room made for character development. There is there are so many
0: explosions and so many roller coasters now
2: in most of the big action blockbusters.
0: And Aunt Meg is my MVP of this movie. I love Aunt Meg. I want her to be my aunt and make me lots of. State. I think she's America's aunt. Yeah, she's like the most all-American aunt. Yeah. So in the original script, I kind of that-
1: wish she died. I gotta <gasps> say, because I like her it, it that for been character-wise a, yeah, more in tragic. the movie, it would have been more tragic. Would have been a little bit more high stakes. I feel like if there was just that death of that person that we liked a lot. So I kind of wish she died, but I have to say that I thought the movie might kill her, and I think that's good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually no, because it is. It takes it. Good long time yeah, rescuing tension. her. There's actual, again, tension and suspense are things that really action movies don't really much try to mm-hmm. do. It's just blowing up.
0: So, my main evidence why the original script is terrible is that there is no Aunt Meg in it. No. Oh. No Aunt Meg. It's Joe's parents, because like the opening scene kind of happens, but it like no dad gets sucked up into a twister and it's not, it's not Joe. So, it's kind of random. Maybe Joss Whedon just gave us Aunt Meg completely. Who knows? I'll take it. I think we should ask Joss Whedon who he based Aunt Meg off of. Does he Can we have tweet an Aunt him? Meg? Um, t- I mean, you're welcome to try. I don't think he's necessarily, like, gonna answer you, but... He'll he'll answer world. us
2: right now. He's not doing anything better.
0: I like how this movie does not have, um, like, Melissa's not a villain. Like, she's not, like, no, she's the fully bitch developed. that you see in, like, so many movies. There's, like, the naggy, like, other woman, and it's like, oh, obvious. Like, you feel like if he went Back to Melissa, it wouldn't be a trap. it wouldn't be a tragedy. It would be like, oh, okay, like she seems a like a, a Tragedy. A I can't let that go.
1: Is bell.
0: that a majestic tragedy? <laughs> a
1: tragedy? Tra- yeah. <laughs> or a travesty It is a
0: tragic <laughs> Majesty. No. I don't know what it is. Tragic travesty.
2: Tragedy is a My I Chemical say Romance when you can just smush them together. <laughs> is that a My Chemical Romance album? It was
0: a pun. Tragedy. Um
1: <laughs> I I liked her and I liked I kind of thought the movie was going to keep Melissa and Bill Paxton together. But when that didn't, I was fully expecting to like roll my eyes and be like, oh, of course he has to be with Helen Hunt. But they did it in a way that I'm like, OK, I like actually get it. Like she wasn't even upset. It's like she knew she rushed into it. And mm-hmm, so she wasn't mm-hmm. that upset. And they neither of them seemed that upset. So it almost seemed like, OK, like actually he still has feelings for Helen Hunt. And like I totally believed their relationship. Yeah. Which is, yeah, and
2: I also think that their like rekindling did not like clearly didn't wipe away all the sh- water that was still under that bridge, you know, and it was obvious that they would still have to fight it out and like struggle to make anything work out of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the movie is kind of interesting in that like it has like this like these storms as like a metaphor for like the fights that you have in a relationship and these and tempestuous. Sex romances i
1: didn't get the sex thing i have to okay, say no
0: there's when okay when
2: helen hunt and bill paxton are strapped down you mean
1: at the end it's
2: choreographed it's choreographed like a sex scene uh, maybe
1: i was just in a 13 year old <laughs> frame of mind i think you watched this it. far
0: too innocently <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably. I'm, I'm, I'm not going there with whatever you. whatever
1: that is it wasn't overt there's was no train going into a
2: tunnel <laughs> and then going in reverse out of the tunnel Uh huh.
1: and then going back in
0: yeah so (laughs) (laughs) I have to give a shout out to the supporting cast because like really all they get to do is like constantly be like those like watch out like oh my god the cone of silence she's sidewinding like it's going green like they have like a lot of thankless dialogue that they have to deliver but they, they did it well they do it well yeah props to them props to them yeah. Emaciated. Even though we didn't
1: know any of their names. <laughs> any yeah, of the actors. Skinny
0: Paul Giamatti. And Cameron,
2: from F- Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Girl with the hat. Someone's,
0: someone's name was Rabbit. I remember that.
2: Starving Jim Brewer.
0: Rest his soul. <laughs> I also appreciated all the Wizard of Oz references. I found three. Yeah. The dog, the dog Toby, Toby is the same Toby. kind of Toby. dog. Dorothy. Obviously Dorothy. And then Aunt Meg is watching a Judy
2: Garland oh, movie. Oh yes,
1: I saw that as well.
2: Well, and we should specify Dorothy is the the machine that she's developed to try to model the inside of the tornadoes, mm-hmm. just yes. in case there are people who listen. Which is to based
0: that. on a real machine that I think is called Toto.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh wow. So, okay. Chris, oh, cool. do you have any research about does is any of this real? <laughs> any of the uh, technology is that? Yeah, thing it's used all today? based
0: on real technology. I mean, they definitely streamlined some of it um, for the movie, but. Yeah, it's all, like, scientists say it holds up fairly well. Um, Which is, again, better than... Yeah, there's definitely yeah. <laughs> some stuff in the movie. Like, I, I think, like, the laboratory they show is, like, the wrong laboratory or something. So there's stuff like that that's not, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, like, there's a lot of things in this movie that wouldn't necessarily happen. You know, things get picked up, but then other things don't get picked up, mm-hmm. and it's kind of... You know, it's a movie. But I think for the most part, I like that this movie has... Like, it is educational about tornadoes. Like, you come out Mm -hmm. knowing more about tornadoes than you do going in. You kind of have a sense of, like, what's going on there. Which is, again, more than, like, a movie like The Day After Tomorrow or a lot of other disaster movies where it's, like, you learn nothing about the actual disaster that they are.
2: Or the characters in them.
0: No, you don't learn anything. The irony is it's,
2: like, they, they, they fail on pretty much every element of a disaster movie now. And it's, like, that's why it was, like, it made me so happy to see, like, a good disaster movie. Yeah.
0: Even though that's yeah. kind of a crazy thing to say. But this is a good disaster
1: movie. Yeah. It was, it's weather disaster. Yeah, it's I think it's
0: good. good, too. It was nominated, though, for two... It was nominated for two Oscars, but also two Razzies. Oh, oh. for what? Uh, one was for Jamie Gertz as Melissa, which I don't what? get, because I thought she was pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I
2: I know y- y'all liked Melissa. I, I agree with you that she was not a... Uh, stereotypical bitch character um, I did think she was a bit of a like wilting flower type of character who was always like oh no oh I'm scared but I can't. I would be well, Melissa yeah
0: we would all be Melissa <laughs> and like. I would
1: break up with my fiance if he made me do well, that <laughs> if I, he, I made, he sa- brought me into three different twisters in one day I'd be like bye
0: <laughs> I
2: only say that to say
0: two that- twisters are okay but three <laughs> three is the real limit
2: <laughs> one's my limit I
0: walk after two
2: twisters <laughs> It's in every contract, you guys. <laughs> um, I I just thought that her kind of anxiety uh, didn't... Like, obviously, the point of her character in this movie is to... Or the point of her relationship in this movie is at a stage with Bill Paxton where neither of them really knows why they're with the other one. But I just never got a sense of why they were ever together at all. Because they also didn't really ever have any...
1: I can see that. chemistry. I believe their relationship enough.
0: Yeah, no, sure, Totally. And if we're like doing bad acting, like I feel like Philip Seymour Hoffman or yes. like no. Bill Paxton were a lot worse than like she What was. was the other oh
1: You thought Bill Paxton wasn't good? I thought yeah, he was, I'm not
0: he was sleep like, on the worst, but I I didn't
1: think he was bad, but I didn't great. think he was the best in Bill the Bill Paxton
2: is an everyday gentleman, and you will respect him as such. <laughs> I cannot we perfectly... have nothing but nice things to say. He's perfectly Bill serviceable in every performance. And one
0: time I, I don't have him... an an Oscar for most serviceable performance. <laughs> If they did, he would have a a whole trophy case full of them. (laughs) And on that note, um, (laughs) and I also, like, let's give a shout out. I think Helen Hunt shows, like, why she won an Oscar the next year. Like, she brings a lot of complexity to this role that, like, lots of actresses wouldn't have necessarily. Like, you kind of, you do kind of feel her, like, past pain and all that. And, I like, I thought she was, like, really great, even though, like... Like it was a strange casting choice to like put like a summer blockbuster like starring like it
2: really was the mm-hmm. star of mad
0: about you and Bill Paxton, like people knew from James Cameron movies, but like he wasn't really a household name either, so like to like put this on their shoulders, and like I think she especially just like carries this movie she does like a tornado like carry a house or a cow. <laughs> You're welcome <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no.
0: <laughs> oh uh, okay, okay. One more one more fact that oh, okay, is goodie. one of my favorites. Uh so Jamie Gertz was almost not cast as Melissa because it was going to be Mira Sorvino <gasps> who wouldn't do the movie because she didn't want to dye her hair brown.
1: I was just about to say oh, no. would she refuse to dye her hair brown? Yes. Yeah. It has to oh, be a Brunette.
0: So in an alternate universe, she might have been in this movie and then not been in Rome and Michelle's high school reunion as a blonde and my like, I don't think I'd even still be alive today if that was the case. I wouldn't want to live in such a universe. Yeah. So, I, I mean, Twister is proof that everything happens for a reason <laughs> and that there is meaning in the universe.
1: So, Chris, does Twister hold up?
0: Yes, absolutely. Like, I knew that it would because I had actually seen it, you know, a couple years ago at least. Um, I bought it on DVD, so buying it for the third time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's still really entertaining you know there's a couple of cheesy moments but it, for the most part it does completely still entertain you and i think the characters and story are pretty good they're better than we get i mean from any blockbuster i can think of from this current summer 2016 i don't think any of them have anywhere near this mm-hmm. kind of like character development so yeah i mean i wish that there were more movies like this that came out this is my favorite kind of blockbuster you know it's not it's not a superhero movie it's not a, like, world-ending kind of scale. It's, like, it's a relatively small amount of people, and it's just, like, the stakes are... I mean, they're kind of high for these people, but they're not, you know... It, I feel like if this movie were made today, it would be, like, Twister's all over the world, and, mm-hmm. like, and in space, and it would be, like, way too many Twister. <laughs> so you basically um, you just lined up it would a trilogy. Be
1: Sharknado. <laughs> and it would be based <laughs> yeah.
0: on the game Twister, because... <laughs> Uh, everything yeah. has to be based on something. This was not. This is actually just based be, on... Uh,
1: your right-hand green coming yeah. from the sky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Smashing you. Like, actually, that's not a bad idea for... Like, Ooh. just giant feet coming down. You heard
1: nothing.
2: <laughs> Copyright 2016. We've registered this
0: with the Seth, WGA.
1: Seth, does Twister hold up for you?
0: Um,
2: yes, and then some. Yeah, I mean, I... I Totally echo what Chris said. Like it's it's a quality of blockbuster filmmaking that you kind of don't get anymore, even though the budgets have gone exponentially higher. Um, chris do, what was the budget of this movie? Ninety-two million. Oh wow. Okay, so that's more than I. That's that's actually yeah. It was more originally lower, and they had to do
0: some reshoots. So it's about a
1: hundred million in today's money, maybe like mm-hmm. one hundred and twenty.
0: Yeah. So when I was yeah when I was looking at this, like ninety six was kind of um. I mean, I kind of noticed this before I even saw it written about, but there was an article about it, how like 96 kind of like ushered in the era of the modern blockbuster because the two big movies, Independence Day and Twister, were both special effects driven. They weren't star driven vehicles like in this movie didn't have stars like the first trailer didn't even show who was in the movie. It was just like the promise of these effects and the spectacle. And I think that's what a lot of movies are sold on now. Totally.
2: Totally, but it's rare that or, I mean I don't know if they're really like an actual character anymore. And exactly like you said, I feel like if it were made now, it would be climate change, tornado getting, yeah, you know, like and
0: and you it would, would be never a day after to tomorrow. Well, and it exactly, only took like exactly. a few years for that. For know, that to, to literally happen. happen, yeah, and play out. in 2012 and all those movies that, like, I love disaster movies, but I don't like those movies because there's no humanity in them. Like, it's just these masses of CGI people falling into something, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, I don't care about that. Like, And see, it was, so
2: it, like, it reminded me, actually, because I recently saw Jaws for the very first time in my entire life, and
0: I, I kind of... remember, I was there.
2: You were actually there. We occupied the same space at that moment. Um you got to witness my witnessing i i feel like those two like those two movies in particular jaws and twister stand out as kind of effects driven things for their particular time and with the types of technology and filmmaking that were available then that really stand apart from so many of the things that came after them that that follow some much of the model that they set um and it's kind of unfortunate but yeah, I, I like for instance, I don't really think it should be remade because I feel like again, if it were, it'll just be, just dumbed down to the lowest, lowest common denominator. There'll be no ant, no none whatsoever. If it was
1: remade today, it would be Jennifer Lawrence in that role. Mm. And they have the same haircut. Daughter,
0: <laughs> well, films, daughter of Twister
2: <laughs> films are primarily <laughs> cast on haircuts. Um, uh-huh. Twister Junior. Twis- twister-er. Twisterette. Twister. An all-female Twister. All the,
1: all the tornadoes have
2: bows. <laughs> Ms. Twister. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think this holds up. I'm so surprised it holds up. I really thought it would be Bland or like every other action movie I remember from back then. And it's not. It's great. You should see it. I would love to see it in a
2: movie theater. You should absolutely, absolutely check it out if you haven't. Uh, do you guys have a best scene from this movie?
1: The cow scene made me laugh the most.
0: Mm.
2: Cows, Seth. Um, I really loved the scenes where they were fighting to get Dorothy actually up into the tornado. Um, it was just I I don't know I I just loved the way basically every scene played out to make that whole like there isn't one scene that I think is my favorite. I'm changing ever. my answer. Are you changing it to my answer? <laughs> yes.
0: The Shining.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. We forget. We didn't even talk about no, that. No. No. It's
0: true. I the Shining that is not
1: So cool. It was
0: great. He picked yeah. like the perfect moment of The Shining to like cut into the yes. movie. Like, this is
1: when they're at the drive-in movie theater and the tornado comes in and the outdoor screen and we felt so meta like it was like breaking the fourth it wall really was. like yeah. because we're yeah. watching I like I can you imagine like being in the movie theater and you're seeing people watch a movie and the screen is being blown away it's just like ugh yeah. it would have been
0: I didn't have any idea what The Shining was when I first saw this movie so I remember being like ooh that I'm looks like I a scary it. movie like and being kind of like shocked cause like they show like some of like the more horrifying images they do
1: when the it's twins true. are bloody in the hallway yeah, like,
0: I was surprised they good, like, like showed PG-13 that PG-13 image like I don't it's... know how they got away with that
2: I but. wonder maybe just cuz it was on TV.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like we can show you dead children in a PG-13 movie if it's on a second screen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's still fine. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's that was honestly You the can't answer. show
0: one single
2: tit, but <laughs> you can show bloodied children.
1: If it's one screen
2: removed. Yeah, yeah, if it's meta. <laughs> just make it more meta, guys. <laughs> We're the MPA.
0: So let's talk about the cultural impact of Twister for a minute, because it really did usher in a wave of disaster movies. So 97 had Dante's Peak and Volcano, uh, mm. two volcano movies. 98 had Armageddon and Deep Impact. So those were definitely uh little runoff from the t- success of Twister. Was, um, there, any, Titanic, was there any second sense.
1: Twister movie that came out in 1996?
0: There wasn't, like, a big one, but there was some kind of like, direct-to-video, like... Tornado, cyclones, (laughs) yeah, there was something (laughs) like that.
1: I feel like this movie is mostly forgotten, and that makes me sad. No, I really
2: feel like I haven't, to an extent, yeah, I haven't heard of it. Yeah,
1: no one talks about this movie. They're not making a a remake of it like they did Independence Day. I felt like it was such a good, solid action movie, and it's kind of forgotten.
0: So, if you guys had to like resurrect Twister in some way, because everyone is trying to capitalize on previously existing property hits, like. Sequels, prequels, remakes—like, what would you do? Like, how would you bring Twister back?
1: Well, I wouldn't, but <laughs> for the sake of argument. But if
0: you worked at a movie studio and they were like, <laughs> "We're doing Twister again," what's It was done your, so well the pick? first
1: time? I don't know how you would. I don't know. I don't know what you would bring extra or more modern.
2: Partly, just from what Becky was saying earlier about seeing it in a theater, I feel like it would be one of those movies that would play really well if they just brought it back to a theater Mm -hmm. um, in its existing form, because all those... Like all remastered, the, all the yeah, all definitely like 3D remastered. Kind of cool. Uh, three D Twister. It, could, it yeah. would be awesome in three D. Um, literally, I feel like a lot of the CGI stuff is more about compositing. In other words, the technology to place the computer generated elements inside what was actually filmed, and if and that's advanced so much now that I feel like they wouldn't have to do like a a hundred million dollars more work to like, just bring it in mm-hmm. line with modern effects standards. And I totally think that movie would play so well in a theater. And also like, cause Philip Seymour Hoffman is such a beloved person now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, again, I, I feel like there's no conceivable cast that would do better at that. I feel like there's no version of that script that would not become exponentially worse. Um, but I also feel like like a special edition or like a you know like that kind of thing in a re release would totally play well now.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Or I would set it in the desert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one's around, just like a twister in the wind. Well, that's
1: where that's where other like dust storms are. A Becky production. I'd make it a dust storm in the Sand desert.
0: Sand devils. Bill Paxton wanted a twister too that was in New York City, so I I could go for that. Like twenty years later, Bill and Joe and their daughter Jennifer Lawrence in New York City and. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that.
2: So this is the opportune time to tell this story. One time at a concert at the Troubadour, I was hanging out behind, in the alleyway behind the Troubadour, uh, next to a dumpster, and around the corner of the dumpster turned out to be Bill Paxton. Oh, I thought you were going to say a twister. It was... <laughs> was he hanging been... out
1: with the twister? Were they smoking <laughs> together?
2: <laughs> Look, I don't kiss and tell, and neither do twisters. You're
1: telling us the story right now.
2: <laughs> well that's not the story of me kissing bill paxton oh, okay. it's, the, it's the story of me meeting him he didn't really kiss him so really kiss him. so i met bill paxton and he was every bit the gentleman that you would expect but what he was doing at the time was li- listening next door to the latest limp biscuit record so i'm just saying if if we're going to take anyone's advice on remakes or sequels it should not be bill paxton <sighs> I love uh, him. I love him to
1: pieces, yeah. okay. but You said this was gonna be a nice Bill Baxton story. <laughs>
0: it is. It's a cautionary tale, though, I'm just saying. Okay, well now we are going to go into our segment called Playtime, in which Yay! we do some twister related games, none of which are the actual game Twister, because that would not make oh, for that, yeah, that
2: would <laughs>
0: good podcasting. <laughs> it would mostly just oh, be we all tumble to the ground. <laughs> kicking microphones. <laughs> Although Becky has had her left hand yellow this entire time.
1: Mm-hmm. My arm so
0: hurts. Uh, first off, fuck Mary, kill Twister.
2: <laughs> Wait, is Twister one is of the options? Is the Twister one
1: of them? Or am I? Uh, a... You
0: can answer however you please.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> kill the Twister, I guess.
0: <laughs> fair, fair.
1: I'm gonna. Well, no, no one else likes Philip Seymour Hoffman, so I'll marry him, and I'll <laughs> and I'll fuck Helen Hunt. She's she's kind of foxy in this yeah, movie.
2: Okay, Seth. Um, I'm definitely going to fuck the Twister. <laughs> There's you, no you way would. I'm not gonna. You would. Um, I'm going to marry Anne Meg.
0: I'm going to marry her. she's. Gonna... I mean, you're going to have to fight me because that was my answer, but.
2: <laughs> Who are you? She, we killed. can domestic partnership. Okay. Um, I would also kill the Twister, though. There are many that twisters. That is a compliment. That's the, th- yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, which twister They're... are you going to marry? Would you, which would you one fuck you the kill? twister with the cow in it? Oh, uh, no, I'm going to kill that one. Because okay. then I'll have steak afterwards. Okay. But you're I'm also de-
0: married to Aunt Meg, so she's got, I mean, is she going to use I'll that? I'll bring cow? home the beef. Okay. <laughs> okay. To my goodly wife.
2: And I'm definitely going to fuck the F5, though. Oh. okay. Because, again, it's got five fucks in it. Why not one more? <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> I'm going to kill Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm sorry, Aww. that life Someone beat had me to, do to it. it
1: for Let me marry him first.
0: I am also going to marry Aunt Meg. Um, she's She's got a little life in her, so I think she can handle the both of us. She'll be feeding Seth and I steaks every day, and we'll be like... Food. Why was Melissa? Food. Why
1: did Melissa look so aghast? I
0: know. I was gonna mention that too. In, in the movie, like, they disgusted. give her a giant
1: plate of steak and like other like fixins, and it looks delicious. And she's just staring at it, not eating. She's I was like,
0: like terrified. It looks like they put a twister really on turn. her plate. And <laughs> she's yeah. like,
1: I. I was like, did they establish she's a vegetarian? Or I was like, what's her deal? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
2: that
1: was the one time in the in the movie, I was like, S- I feel like something is missing of why she's not eating this delicious looking food.
2: Yeah, again, I'm I'm generally pretty glad that Helen Hunt launched a truck at her because I was just not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't happy when she was around. She just didn't
0: she didn't bring any joy to the room. Yeah. I don't know, like she could have beaten Helen Hunt with that cell phone. Like
2: <laughs> that's also true. It <laughs> could have been a deadly weapon.
0: So okay, for our next game, I have a couple of trivia questions okay. for you guys. Uh, so you can take turns answering, um, which of these potentially dirty names is the name of the Universal Studios ride that closed, uh, last year? Twister, Suck Zone. (coughs) Twister, Ride It Out. (laughs) Twister, Hold On To Something. (laughs) Twister, It's Coming. Or Twister, Don't Get Blown.
1: This is too many. (laughs) Oh my god. Which one's the real one? Yeah. And it closed last year. Yeah.
0: Let me got Suck Zone, oh, gonna, Ride It Out, it. Hold On to Something, It's Coming, and Don't Get Blown.
1: What's the one with the ride? Write It Out. Write It Out, I think, is real. Seth?
0: Um, I'm going to say that actually it was all
2: of them. <laughs> <laughs> suck Zone, Ride It Out, Don't Get Sucked.
0: Uh, yeah, it was write It Out. Good yeah! job. <laughs> ride It Out. So which country music star turned down one of the lead roles in the film? Was it Garth Brooks, mm. Reba McIntyre, Billy Ray Cyrus, Shania Twain, or Alan Jackson?
2: Oh. Weirdly, this is like about, this is like right about the time in my life when I had a brief country music phase. I'm going to oh. say Reba um,
1: as Aunt May.
0: Oh.
2: Garth Brooks.
0: It was. Garth Brooks oh. was going to be the um, the I- Paxton role, except wow. for he didn't want to do it because the Twisters were the real stars.
1: oh that's incredible
0: and so which of these taglines was seriously considered for the film twister it sucks (laughs) twister there she blows (laughs) twister cloudy with a chance of terror (laughs) and twister this ain't the funnel of love (laughs) or twister go ahead and scream it's louder
1: Can I just ask, did you make up the other one? I sure did. Oh my God.
2: (laughs) I feel like you made up all of them. (laughs) I feel like you made up everything. So it wasn't
1: actually a tagline. It was just considered. considered, Oh my God. The funnel of love.
2: Seth. What was the first one? It sucks. (laughs) The second. There she blows. Yeah. It sucks. What? Yeah. I should have gone with my gut on that one.
1: The marketing department was not. Wow. Up to the standards, who um, were the
0: ad
2: wizards? That
1: production came up with that one? and writing departments.
0: I would also like to keep a running list of eighties and nineties cliches that we found. So I found three here:
1: mm-hmm.
0: dogs are better than people.
1: I don't think that's true of this movie, though, because they didn't want to save that dog. And,
0: but the dog did get saved. And it did the dad begrudgingly. Died. And if this dog had died, like it would have been like she would have been even more messed up as an adult.
1: Oh, I don't think so, Chris. <laughs> I don't believe that. Like yeah, that. I'm
2: pretty sure. I'm pretty sure dads outweigh dogs, even though within that physically family, and everyone
0: outweighs dogs. It depends yeah, on the dog. Yeah.
2: It does depend on the dog, but this dog was a, a All small right, well,
0: well, we'll leave that as a debate. <laughs> cell phones that's are clear, terrible, and awful. everyone who uses them is high strung. Okay, Very, that's true. Okay,
1: but no one threw the cell phone at the end of the movie into the twister.
0: No, unfortunately, corporations are evil. That's number three.
2: All right. So, th- I don't know. The corporations are evil thing has been a trend in movies for a long time. Yeah. But was it that obvious in, like, big blockbusters? Oh, yeah. Like, I guess, like, Alien to a certain extent.
0: Yeah. Um. I feel yeah, this movie kind of just does it very directly, but not yeah. too heavily. It's just like, look, they're an evil van. They're obviously terrible. Like, let's right. move on. right.
2: Yeah, were there any other 90s cliches that you could think of?
1: It wasn't really hard on it. That's why it was a really good script.
2: Yeah, I mean, I do feel like the hair was very sensible in a 90s way. Mm -hmm. Especially Helen Hunt. She's a national treasure, and she has very sensible hair for all occasions. The hair and the checkered shirts, because I also feel like for whatever reason... it's just style, though. It is style, and it's been around for a long time. But for some reason, it's very emblematic of the 90s, especially in movies for me. I don't know
1: if that's a trope, though.
0: No. <laughs> the answer is no. The answer is no. <laughs> all right.
1: All right, guys. So we all liked Twister. Yeah. You should go watch it.
2: We think you'll like it too. Yeah. You'll go be blown away.
1: I I'll go back in time and tell my 13 year old self that you you're right on the money. Keep <laughs> keep supporting this movie. Good job.
2: That's what you're gonna go back in time to do. <laughs> <Is> to- <laughs> Way to go about Twister! How many lives you could save, and you're nope, just like,
1: nope. Going back, you're in time, just going back to see I'm, I'm going in the straight theater. over nine eleven. I'm going straight over all the shitty War things 2? that happened to me in high school. I'm going straight to thirteen year old patting myself on the back and being like, you, you keep doing you.
0: P.S. nine eleven is coming. Oh, and this is a that terrible way. Just, <laughs> see I'm you next first,
1: week. It's our first podcast.
2: Yay, you yeah, we did yeah. it, guys. This was recorded in the MFP Studio Studio in Los Angeles, California. And here are our social media links. Our account names are the same across all platforms. wwwyshow for when we were young. So it's twitter.com slash www.yshow, facebook.com slash www.yshow, and my website, themfp.org slash www.yshow. Whew, that was a marathon. We hope to release a new episode every two Mondays, pending our own individual schedules, of course. And we will come to you next with our episode about the Blair Witch Project, the original release of the film, uh, which completely launched the found footage horror genre. But we're going to address movies and albums that we've loved, TV and shows, TV shows, air that
0: we've breathed and really enjoyed, <laughs> food groups.
1: All right. Thanks for joining us and listening to us recollect Twister. This is Becky Bain,
0: and this is Seth. And this is Chris. Bye! Alright, so let's record it one more time.